Welcome to the Busy Business Women podcast, where you have VIP access to discover the wins and wisdom that have helped successful business brains build businesses that boom. With your host, Faye Hollands from busybusinesswomen.biz. Hi, Faye Hollands here, and welcome to episode 22 of the Busy Business Women podcast. Can you imagine anything worse in your business than having your entire website, your online store, and your brand spanking new e-course deleted through no fault of your own? Well, that's what happened to my guest today, Joanne Ling and her sister, Tracy, who run Additive Free Lifestyle. In February 2016, their host deleted their entire website. Their online store was gone, their e-course had gone, which they were just about to launch, and their dreams and hopes were, in their words, shattered. Now, their website was finally generating enough after two years for one of them to leave their secure, well-paid job, and then all of a sudden, that dream was gone. Now, thankfully, they decided to dust themselves off and use the worst thing to happen to them as one of the best things that ever happened, and it was fuel to rocket their business, which it absolutely has done. Joanne and Tracy now both work full-time in their business, and Joanne's husband also works full-time with them, and they have three other staff members, so they've definitely bounced back. But they went from having $200 in the bank when they relaunched and then transformed that business into a dream come true. They're both mothers, wives, and very passionate business owners who will inspire you today on how to pick yourself up no matter what challenges are thrown at you. So without further ado, it gives me great pleasure to invite Joe and Tracy to the show. Hi, Joe and Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. I'm really thrilled to have you here. Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Now, I was just saying to the ladies, listeners, before we started that um, the Additive Free Lifestyle website, which was I've just found out was just relaunched in May, is one of those websites that you kind of go into to look for a couple of, we think you're going to have a look for a few minutes and kind of have a little browse around and suddenly hours later you're still there and you've just been absorbed. You know, you've just taken all of this wonderful information. You've got checklists and to-do lists and stuff that you know that you've got to, you're going to use to transform your life. And that was me researching you. So I just want to say kudos to you because there is so much amazing, valuable, free stuff on your website. I don't know how you've done it and you've created that amount of content. Um, <laughs> you've done a phenomenal job, so thank you. Yeah, it's good. It's a pleasure. And um, if that wasn't plug enough, they didn't ask me to plug it, ladies, but I just <laughs> needed to say that because I've just found myself lost in their website. So it's a little bit like when you go to Google a holiday and you think you're just going to be there for five minutes and hours later you've lost an entire day and you're still looking at pictures of Bora Bora. That is what your website is like. So let's talking about websites, let's get stuck in. So let's take you back to that horrible day. We will end much more positively. But right now I want you to take us back to when this whole nightmare of losing your website um, began and how that ultimately fueled the fire in your belly to build an even more, you know, stronger and bigger and bolder business that you that you've got now. So, back in 2016, how long had you been running your business when your website got deleted? Ah, oh, so here's the thing: we uh, we just started a free little WordPress blog just for fun. It wasn't really a business. It was just, we just wanted to share a few additive free recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd had a lot of behavioral issues with my daughter and kind of started to heal her through food. And I thought if I can just get this message out there a little bit, then I'll just do that. You know, it was just a hobby. So mm-hmm. 12 months down the track of just posting a few recipes here and there, Tracy and I decided, oh, maybe you know, maybe we should start stocking some products that I've been recommending or we've been recommending to some of our followers. And so we put in, was it $200 each? It was around mm-hmm. about that. Of our own money and thought we'll get one product. And we sold out like quickly, within a day, I think, or a day or two. And so we used the profit, we put it back into doubling that product. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for... Oh, 12 months, 18 months, probably 18 months to, yeah, or more. We just use every single bit of profit that we made from our store and then doubled, you know, our products and our, and our shop became bigger and bigger, Mm -hmm. but we had not drawn one single income for two years of running the business. 
And we just constantly kept putting it back into our business. And then we finally got to a point where we started earning $100 a fortnight each and we thought it was awesome. (laughs) And uh, and then we got to a point where we were at a point where one of us could have quit our full-time job because we both worked in another job as well. prior to that though, hang on, back up a little bit. (laughs) We had gone to an event in Queensland called Pro Blogger and Mm -hmm. we had, we were sitting there and we were really inspired and it was something that Jo actually had to convince me to come to and she'd heard about it in the blogging scene and we, we had a lot of free content on our website. We had a lot of recipes, over a few hundred recipes and we were quite making a name for ourselves in the Thermomix world. I guess okay and that was sort of our target audience as well so we had all these recipes we had all these blog posts and you know we were sitting at this conference and Joe turned to me and, and at one stage and she said something like oh, you know I really want to teach more about additives and preservatives and I just wish there was a place where when I was going through my journey of removing additives and preservatives that I could have just gone to one place and learned a whole stack of information and then gone, okay, cool, thanks, that's what I need to do, see you later. Yeah. And I looked at her and I said, well, why don't we create one? <laughs> and we like, thank of, you, pro blogger, and the inspiring weekend you had. Yeah. Here we are today. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other and we're like, do you think we can? I don't know. Like we've never done anything like this before. We were both working full time. Like Joe said, we had not drawn any income. We had a small monetary value to our website, a very, very teeny tiny but we were both working full time and I think that was the biggest issue was time. It yeah. wasn't really the money at that stage. It was the time factor. But we had a vision and, and the vision was quite huge and, you know, we, we could see this progress with Joe's daughter and, and the families and even just the small amount of information we had back then was making a difference to people's lives as well. So anyway, we looked at each other at this conference and we're like, all right, so we came back and for about six months of constant nighttime work, after work, we'd come in the door, you know, feed our kids, feed our families, go to the gym, whatever we had to do. But, you know, there were many nights from right through from 9pm to midnight working and researching and looking up PubMed docs and putting hours and hours and hours and hours of research into this course. Yeah. So we created this program and we were so excited and we launched it. We had over 250 people join, which totally blew our minds. That's excellent. Totally. Anyone that has never launched a course before, let me tell you, that is a phenomenal number for a launch of a first course. We were so excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from there, we were about a week in. Was it one week or two? Uh, One, I think. It was one and a bit. One and a bit, yeah. I was still working full-time, Joe was still working full-time and I was doing uh, Navy Reserve work and I, which was part of my history, I've been mm-hmm. in the Navy for a long time. Anyway, I was away for a course for four weeks and during that time, it was just before I left, it was about three days before I left, the website, everything, as you just said, got deleted. Oh God, so, I'm sitting here. I wish you could see the the video because I'm cringing. As you said, you're away mm-hmm. for four weeks. I could tell what was coming. It's like that. Yeah. Like it's never going to be a good time, right? But that has got to have been the worst time it could have happened. And it, and it wasn't like I was on a cruisy course. Like no. I was on this hardcore Navy military course up at five, you know, had study to do for that. It was yep. crazy. And I was doing what I could to help Joe, but pretty much she had to take the brunt of this Mm. devastating thing anyway we also lost the course though so it wasn't just the website the point to that whole long story was we'd lost this course we had 250 odd people we had to that had you know some of the people had never really been involved with us before they didn't you know but a lot of the people knew us from all the stuff we'd been doing on social media so do you know what the most amazing thing was though not one single person asked for their money back Oh, wow, because I thought you were about to start telling us how you then had to no. refund all of this money. No. Mm. We just asked them to just sit patiently if they wouldn't mind until we uh, get a new website back. And, yeah, we and I was just about to quit my job. Like what mm. the course meant was that, yes, we could change another 250 people's lives by sharing mm. information, but it also meant that I, one of us was able to quit our job and that was going to be me because I'm a bit of a cliff jumper. 
and that dream was gone, like completely gone because every single bit of money we had in the bank, we had to pay for a brand new website. So what happened was our host deleted our entire database. So that obviously included the course as well. And we were having a problem with our backup. So I emailed our host and said, look, we're having real trouble backing up. Um, And they said, yep, no problem. You just need your server's a little bit uh, little now, basically. It's too small. Mm -hmm. So you just need to upgrade your server. We can do that for you. You need to just pay $24.95 and we'll get that done. So we paid our $24.95 and uh, they transferred the data, didn't check that it transferred correctly, deleted the old database, and then there was no database because it didn't transfer correctly. So basically oh. the day that it got deleted, um, I just bled, burst into tears. I was just devastated, yeah. <laughs> as you could imagine. Absolutely. And our website guy, which not our host people, but our actual website designer mm. guy, he said, jump on the Google cache, get every single recipe you can find. So where Tracy and I are both up, we had our husbands. Yeah, we just stayed up until we could screenshot every single recipe that we had hundreds of recipes on our website about 200 recipes um we had our whole course so we're trying to get like we had that did we, we did have that saved we, we did have that saved in dropbox the course yeah. content but it was thank god for that yeah <laughs> we did have that saved so anyway we just reached out to our people and told them what had happened we held no secrets um yeah. you know, i did a facebook live i was crying i was a mess just saying like it's all gone if anyone has any of our recipes printed can you please keep them can you send them into us can you yeah. any send any blog posts into and us you uh, might have screenshot here's what happened though the day that it got deleted we'd also released a free ebook as a bit of a lead magnet so yeah we knew that this ebook wasn't working and on Facebook people were saying, I can't open the ebook, I can't get this, I can't get that. We're like, something's gone wrong, you know. Yeah. And then then we obviously discovered what had happened. But also from that, I I took a screenshot on my phone when I realized that something really drastic had gone on from our from our Facebook following. And mm-hmm. something made me do it, I'm not really sure why. And so I can't remember exactly the numbers now, but I remember looking at it about three days later and we lost about 4,000 followers on Facebook. Oh, wow. So from that though, when Joe did the video, we grew about 7,000 followers. It was the most weirdest thing I've ever seen happen. So people sort of went, oh, they don't have any recipes anymore, see you later. Yeah. But what we got back in return afterwards from this influx of, all I can call it is pure love, yeah, it was it was the love and respect, that, and and the other thing that we didn't realize we didn't actually realize we had a community. We <laughs> that sounds really dumb, but we we knew we had people following us on Facebook because you can see your numbers. Yeah, but we didn't have anyone reaching out to us, or we didn't have a lot of interaction with our community, and we didn't really know how loyal or if they really liked what we were doing mm. or if they really had you know we didn't really understand it all like yeah yeah we knew they were there and it wasn't yeah you're right Trace like we knew they were there we could see our stats in analytics like our website was achieving around 100,000 views a month and like it was just it was just a mess what I absolutely love about this is the fact that, you know, I talk a lot about um, uh, busy business women. Uh, we try to have the ethos of being raw and real and showing business as it is. And, you know, sometimes that's a juggling act because you don't want to be seen as unprofessional, but you also want to get rid of the smoke and mirrors. Mm. Where I'm going with this is what I love that you've done, which has clearly helped then build from that disaster is shown that vulnerability. And instead of trying to pretend that it was all okay and suddenly, you know, being like a, a duck on water in, this, in, the, in the background, um, looking all calm and collected to everyone else but struggling underneath, you've just gone out and shown the raw emotions and said, look, this has happened. It's shit, um, mm. but we're doing our best to, to make it happen again. And that vulnerability is what's really connected with your tribe and your community, even though you didn't know you had one. Mm. Mm. So when we put a call out to say, can everyone please send us in stuff, I don't even know how many thousands of screenshots we received. Mm. It was, we were just inundated. And even, do you know what? Even to this day, every now and then, we still get someone send us something. 
How good's that? People are looking out for you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was only about probably one or two months ago that someone said, I don't know that this recipe is back on your website and, you know, and sent us in the recipe yeah. that they'd found in some lost folder that they'd put somewhere, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. So, God, yeah. You know, the point is what seems like the worst thing to ever happen to us actually ended up being the best thing that's ever happened mm. to us. Yeah, and I mean, you've certainly gone from strength to strength, it sounds. So let's just, ta- let me just back up a little bit. When this happened, you know, we know that you survived, you're in a great place now, you've got an amazing website and business. But when it happened, did you feel like quitting at any point? Because it yeah. sounds like you picked yourself up and moved on, but uh, that sucks. Well, <laughs> well, we did sit there and, and we sort of let it sink in for about 24 hours and then we were sitting there and we both lived in different states as well. So I was in Queensland, oh. Tracy was in Tasmania and, uh, you know, we used to run our business over Zoom basically. We'd yeah. just connect every day and, and chat and anyway, we Zoomed each other and we did look at each other for a split second and say, you know what, we have secure jobs and it just would be easy to just go to work and come home. and not worry about it anymore like maybe we should just quit and Mm. then very quickly we looked at each other and went no this message is just just far too important it brings us so much joy Mm. that it's not a job like we don't mind sitting there at midnight doing stuff like it was it was just not a chore yeah and we just knew that we had to keep going yeah and we had a vision as well like you know Joe really, really disliked her job. Mine was okay, but I was not having a lot of, you know, I was learning to dislike it more and more per day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we had this vision as well of being able to work in a place of our own. Like we, we had created this community, we had created this website, we'd created this culture, I guess, and we wanted that to continue. And the other thing that was also happening in the background was, you know, we had a few family members kind of saying, you're working too hard, it's too much, you're not earning any money, you Mm. know, you need to stop, you're not, you're neglecting your children, Mm. you don't have any time, et cetera, et cetera. Our husbands were very supportive though. So kudos to them because they just put up with it. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we just kept sharing this vision and the more, I guess, when it comes to money, the more income we started drawing in and it it was only teeny tiny amounts, don't get Mm. me wrong. Uh, you know, they could see, okay, this is actually going to become something bigger than what it is now. And, and you know, I guess if we fast forward to now, we employ heaps of staff. We've got mm. one, two, three, four, five, six, if you include us, I guess. Yep. Uh, and then we have some overseas contractors and different things. So it's kind of pretty amazing from where we started to where we are now and we pinch ourselves all the time Mm. it's really amazing because I realized yesterday yesterday marked 11 years for me in business and I've completely forgotten that that was even the case and you know it's like wow I've made it over a decade I'm 11 years but for you guys you know that at that point when your website was deleted that was only just over two years ago Mm -hmm. so for you to get to where you're at now and have those staff members um and have the offering that you've got is phenomenal. And particularly yeah, yeah. when you've really had to dust yourself off and kind of deal with the demons of, you know, shall we quit or not? And also, I know our listeners, there will be many of them nodding as you've talked about, you know, people saying you're working too hard, you're neglecting your kids, you, mm-hmm. you know, and even back in the early days when it was more of a side hustle, you're both working full time. So many of us have been through that and it can be very difficult to manage all of those, you know, comments and opinions when you're really passionate about something and you want to see it succeed, but it's tough and it's challenging. So yeah. the fact that you, you're where you are at within that timeline is a huge achievement. Mm. So let's just talk about kind of the lag time. How much time did it take for you to get back to where you were before the website got deleted? We had to get the course up and running before anything else because they had paid for a membership in a four-week program. Yeah. And, you know, they wanted, obviously. But like I said before, we had not one, not one, not even one, ah, oh, that sort of, like nothing, not even anything negative said about losing the website. Like I don't 
there was mm, nothing no, was it no. I'm amazed by that I'm amazed that you didn't at least in 250 people have some people asking for refunds which I think is yeah. absolute testament to I'd say the way that you you know your um the way that you service your clients the way you that you communicate because most people would not have had that success rate I'm I'm mm. pretty happy to guesstimate the uh, other were you surprised was- Oh yeah, we were a bit surprised. We thought we would have had to refund a few people, but yeah, no, nothing. And the other thing that we did have is a lot of those people said, "Can what can I do to help? Mm. What can I do to help? What can yeah, I do to help?" That. And we actually got a few people in and gave them access to our back office, and we had some of our community adding in recipes, copy and pasting recipes, you know, um, reloading them back up onto our website and stuff. And and we've now become quite good friends with a lot of those people. So again, what started off as this disastrous thing has not just led to a bigger and better website and different things for us personally, but for us personally, it's also led to some friendships that we've made with our community through this disastrous thing. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, back to answer your question. Mm. Sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say it's definitely ultimately been a, a really big win for you, haven't it? Hasn't it? I mean, not that you'd want to go through it again, no, but no. it's definitely worked <laughs> out for the best in the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, anyway, so what was the question again? Oh, yeah, did, so did you get our, back on your feet quickly then? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we got our uh, we got our e-course back up and running within 10 days. and. Right. And let let me say as well, our uh, website guy worked around the clock for us as well um, to help that happen. And we had our website back up and running, I think it was two months. Yeah, it was about six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, about two months, I think, somewhere around there. And uh, we did a big launch party webinar and, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had about... uh, it was the biggest webinar we've ever had of people live there. I'm sure there was about 500 right. people or something on there. And Fantastic. We had, uh, and then the website crashed because so many people were going, <laughs> going to the website to check it out. Because we thought it would be a really good idea to say, please help us get back to Google number one and uh, and leave comments and reviews and, you know, we're doing giveaways and different things. Yeah. Yes, it, it that yeah. crashed the website. And, you know, it was an awesome idea though because we had more reviews on our website 24 hours after we launched than we did of all time on our old website. So I think we got way over 300 reviews within 24 hours that's awesome I'm sitting with this huge grin on my face because I love success stories like this when you've really been you know kicked where it hurts and then you've really come back stronger than ever before yeah and tell me you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and and it's not that you relaunch but you know you must have felt to some degree that you were starting over again did you do anything differently after that all happened that you didn't do first time around do you know, it's made us really stronger as people and as business women as well because we did try to fight our host. Um, you know, we did go down the legal realm and we thought, like, it's their fault. Like, you know, they need to recuperate us for this and, you know, we're going to have to pay for a new website and da 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 And we went down this really negative track of being really <laughs> hateful of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. um, and it was getting longer and longer the process was getting more expensive and more expensive and we kind of it was delaying the launch of our new website as well it was delaying all our time and energy was going into fight this bloody host that we just Mm. didn't have the time to work be a mother and build a new website and fight our host so we kind of again got on zoom and we looked at each other and went this is dragging every ounce of our energy out of us. Is it going to be worth it? Mm. And we thought, do you know what? Money's not everything and we actually do want to just stop and we want to we prove to them that it doesn't matter what you do to us, we can get back up. And, yeah. uh, and we said, let's just smash the shit out of this. <laughs> and, and they were our and exact words and we did. And after that moment of just going, oh, let's just forget about it. This massive weight got lifted off our shoulders and we just ploughed through from then on and we just didn't let anyone or anything hold us back and, you know, all those comments are from our own mother really of you're working too hard and the kids are missing out and, oh, God, didn't that draw the heartstrings? And Yeah, I bet. Yes, they certainly did for a good 
four, six weeks while we were building that website, we were in no one's life apart from our office and uh, everyone did miss out on stuff, but it was like too bad. Everyone's going to survive, you know. It's fine. Short-term pain for long-term gain and we just, uh, yeah, we just, and we've really lived by that motto since because you just got to let some stuff go. Yeah, and it's interesting as you're talking about, I'm thinking about, you know, a couple of clients in 11 years of business that, you kind of, you know, ended up not working with me and I felt disgruntled about. And I know that listeners would be, you know, they have their own stories that they would be resonating with them right now. And it can re- be really tough when you're in that moment. Uh, mm. But I think you hit the nail on the head. It's that negative energy that can really drain you pull you down and it takes you away from the actual things that are important Mm. and when you can just take a step back and remove yourself from that situation you can just go on to achieve so much more by lightening the load but sometimes it's just so easy to just get stuck in that and I'm sure having each other helped in saying okay come on let's get out of it and move on definitely having having the both of us you know and I I would encourage the listeners anyone listening to kind of go how do they do so much well there are two of us Mm -hmm. so you know you've got to allow for that unless you have someone that you're completely paying offside or you know you have someone that can help you please don't sort of think oh look at all they achieve and that's another thing we've learned too over the years that we've stopped comparing ourselves to anybody else we actually unfollowed and not because we didn't like them but we unfollowed a lot of people. We unsubscribed from a lot of email lists. We just didn't want to know what anybody else was doing. We had to run our own race. Yes, I love and, that. Um, and, you know, don't be scared to do that for anyone listening to That's completely. I think you have to. You, you have, to, have just to just do it. do it yourself. And, you know, there's both of us. So we, we can bounce off each other. And if you don't have anyone to bounce off your ideas or vent your frustrations or just have a good cry or a whinge or whatever it needs to be, yeah. find someone, whether that's a business coach or mentor or, you know, you have a partner in crime or you have a husband or niece or someone that you want to yeah. reach out to, you know, anyone, it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, someone that can understand it though because, Unless you're living this life, you don't get it. And I think that's where we where we get negative comments because, you know, our mum loves us, don't get us wrong, and it's all from a place of love. But she she will often say, you know, the negative comments because she's seeing us work so hard and she's thinking it's not fair and all those things. But she doesn't get it. She doesn't get what mm. it takes. And so you need someone that gets it and understands the frustrations or the the wins as well and all of those things. But I was also going to say too, back to your comment before about when where energy goes. And one of our sayings now that we love is where energy goes, energy flows. Energy, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, if you're putting your energy and it's all going towards this negative, hateful website host, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you would have been very justified to do, right? <laughs> Can I just say <laughs> that's where all our energy was going, and we mm, had yeah. no fun. The life had gone out of the party. It was just, uh, you know, mm. this negative energy every time we woke up. And the second, like Joe said, the second we let it go, a bit like you know, frozen. Uh, <laughs> no, don't get it, me singing that, please. <laughs> <laughs> it totally, our energy flowed into such, you know, into what it is now. And that's why we're where we are because we could have gone down that legal path and we could have battled them out and we could have just spent hours and hours and probably years battling yeah. them. We'd still probably be doing it, to be honest. And thankfully you're not because you've definitely come out stronger. And, I mean, you sound like you're, you know, you're so full of energy, you sound very positive. To be in a position where you're feeling like you're being dragged down would have been tough. And just back to your point about finding the people around you, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, We were talking on last week's podcast with Lyndall Harris about having a biz bestie, someone that, you know, when you're having tough times, you can go and talk to them. You've got that person to call and they do understand because for most business owners, um, they, you know, the, the family around them don't necessarily get how passionate they are about what they do and what drives them to keep going even when we're riding this roller coaster that can be really tough at times Mm. so I I wholeheartedly back up what you're saying about go find your people at least have one person you can go and talk to um, because that will be really valuable to you when times are tough and you need to just have that 
that shoulder to cry on and those ears to listen to mm, yeah. the whinging, moaning or whatever it is, you need that person. But also to share your wins as well because often Definitely. our wins, because we know what it takes and the smallest little thing makes you go, oh, my God, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. it's so exciting. Yep. And, you know, you can say that to your husband and they're like, yeah, awesome. That sounds <laughs> Because they have completely, you know, yeah. the process to lead up to this, you know, thing, whatever it might be. Yeah. You've got no, no idea how understand. significant that is. Yeah. 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 I totally get it. Sorry, husband, but these ladies know what I'm talking about. All right. Now let's talk about scaling. You're now in a position where, you know, you both work full time in your business. You've stepped away from the jobs that you didn't want to do anymore. Joanne, your husband works in your business too, right? And you've mm-hmm. got staff on top of that. What were the key steps you took to enable you to scale your business in this way and in what I think is a really relatively short space of time? Oh, big goals. Um, You know, I really love what Janice Elner says and that's um, dream big, start small. And that's certainly what we do. We still have massive dreams, but it's about chipping away at them and, and reaching them. And we set ourselves really high but manageable targets as well and, Um, We're not scared to have a dream and we're not scared to achieve it either. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of fear around running your own business and being an entrepreneur and we tend to try and let that fear go, Um, that fear of am I not good enough or do I not deserve this or do I not have enough time or am I not being a good enough mum or is my house not clean enough and you know all these little fears and excuses that people have we tend to really let them go uh, as much as we can and and I think it is great that we do get to bounce off each other in that way as well and um, something we did was we paid a business coach before we actually started paying ourselves and that's been amazing to our business because he pushes us outside our comfort zone as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he tells us that everything's going to be okay and uh, gives us a lot of hope and a lot of inspiration as well. So um, I think as far as scaling goes, we didn't go too hard too fast. Mm-hmm. And we certainly took our time with some things and, and, you know, we didn't, we don't actually have a business loan. We don't really have a lot of overheads at all. And it was something that was really important to us from the start because, you know, we both have kids and we both have mortgages and we both need to put food on the table for our families. And, you know, especially, I guess now more so Joe, because my husband still works, but, you know, Joe's entire income stream comes from our business. So mm-hmm. we needed to make sure it was sustainable right from the get go. And back to what Joe was saying before, you know, about we got one little product, we sold that, we used the profit, we put that back into the business and then we sold that and then we put it back and then we sold that and we put it back and and it just grew gradually from there and don't be scared to do that. You don't have to start out and think, oh, my God, I need to be as big as, you know, this person over here because you don't. You Like I said before, you just run your own race and that's exactly what we've done. We just grew at a really steady pace and, you know, when we felt we needed a staff member, we, we hired one and we hired them on a casual basis so that we weren't locked into, you know, the part-times and the permanents and those sorts of things. And we just did, uh, some things we've done have just been fluke, don't get us wrong. Like we're not business degrees. We've never run a business before. But like just said, we hired a business coach. We sought out advice. We spoke to our families. We spoke to each other and, and we just did it in our own time as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you've just got to really believe in yourself and I think that is one of the key components when being successful is you just have to keep Back saying yourself. I'm going to I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. Like this is going to work. It was like when I quit my job for the first time like I really was the first one to take that leap of faith and it's like I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this work. And then you figure you just figure out a mate a way to make it work. It's like when you know, Chase quit her job. She she was in the Navy for 20 years. Like she could not have had a more secure job. Mm. And it's like, come on, Chase, I know we've got this, but what if it doesn't work? What if, what if, what if? I'm like, well, what if you don't, you yeah. know? And yeah, the then what? If you don't, yeah. yeah. Like, the other thing going on from that though is we couldn't have afforded the business, wouldn't have sustained two full-time incomes at once. So Joe yeah. did go first and yeah. then I had long service leave. So I actually took seven months long service leave at half pay. Ah. And, you know, and, and we just did things like that. Like I had that available. I had those options and it was really great. And, and I don't, re- you know, I don't regret that. And other families might think, 
oh, well, that, you know, whatever they might think. But it's it's worked for us and and I could see the long-term goal and we just, you know, we took the sacrifices we both needed to make. You know, Jo took a pay cut when she first quit her first, you know, her job to work in the business and then I took the long service leave and it's all swings and roundabouts and I think when your sisters, and this is something our accountant says to us all the time as well, he said, uh, and we only had in a meeting with him the other day, and he said, out of all the partnerships I have ever worked with, you you were the only one that has succeeded. And I don't, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. I, the only thing I can think is that we're sisters so we can fight and get over it. Um, yeah. We can say what we really think to each other and not yes. have to worry about the consequences <laughs> because yeah. we're still bonded by sisterhood. So, you know, we um, we can have those moments and, you can be brutally honest with each other as, as family that you can't sometimes be with other people. But if the, going into business, if you were going into a partnership with someone non-family, that would be my rule from the get-go. Do you know what? We're going to be brutally honest with each other just as if we were family because to, the only way to make this partnership work that I can see is that we have to treat each other like that. And that's not to yeah. say you're rude or obnoxious, but it's to say you have to be honest sometimes. You have to, you know, there's, you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. you're so having your those tough conversations, right? Yeah. You've got to be, you've got to have the balls to do it because otherwise it's going to have ramifications down the track. Mm. Uh, you, there's so, I've honestly written like a whole page of notes as you've been talking, but some of the key things I'm really getting from what you were just saying about is I love the fact that you are both, really willing to invest in your business and it sounds like that's been your ethos from the get-go so Mm. you know you've always reinvested back you've made money you've reinvested back into your business you invested in a business coach before you were paying yourself um you know you've got that mindset that you realize what it takes to build a business also your appetite for risk you know everybody's appetite for risk is different Mm. and you've navigated that carefully so you know as you said you one of you jumped in quicker but it, it it there was a plan there um, mm. and it, you went with what you were able to do, but you were still keep pushing. I love also that you've talked about stop comparing. We've had lots of conversations in Busy Business Women about that. I did exactly the same as you've both done in cutting out all of those, um, you know, competitors or people that I was following, just quietening the farm down so that, that I wasn't exposing myself to all of these different people that I could then constantly keep comparing myself to. And something you also said, back at the very start but I think it really um, it ties in nicely with the investing in your business is that you said you're paying yourself $100 a fortnight the you know in the early days and so I'm jumping around a bit here but there's just so many kind of valuable points and that's one of the things that I'm always encouraging people to do is make sure they're actually paying themselves and it can be a real nominal amount but the mindset that comes with making sure that you're doing that consistently is really important. Mm. And you've done that from the early days. And I know that you said, you know, I know it wasn't a lot amount, but you know, a big amount, but we were really pleased to be able to do that. That's a real shift because you're then paying yourself a wage and you're moving towards being a commercially viable business instead of a hobby. And there's mm. a big change in a headspace that comes with that. I totally agree. The other mm. thing we did too, which is really small, is we started uh, claiming or paying our phone bills through the business. And just, mm. you know, it might, you might not even, because that's a tax deduction and, and that's, you know, that's legitimate. And you might not physically be able to draw an actual income, but think of some other way that your business might be able to support what you're doing and Mm. you know for us we were cooking so you know sometimes we would buy the food that we were cooking on the business which then we ate for dinner you know yeah uh so you know think of some other ways if if literally drawing cash out of the business is not how you you know you can't do that just yet but Mm. is there something else that you can use within your business that you can make your life home life easier does that make sense like yeah I love it yeah, yeah because you know, and, and speak to your accountant about that and get a really good accountant as well that's willing to help you through those mm. sorts of things because I think, you know, that was a suggestion from our accountant and, and yeah, just stuff like that. And it's really, again, solidified that, yeah, we're actually running a real business here. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And it's a really nice feeling when you actually get into that headspace. Mm-hmm. So talking about running a really proper business, which you absolutely are, you know, let's talk about marketing for a moment. You've created such a strong Facebook, uh, sorry, such a strong presence on Facebook. You know, you've got nearly 58,000 likers. You've got 15,000 followers on Instagram. By the time this goes to air, it'll be more. Um, they're numbers that many small business owners would give their right arm for right now. Mm. Marketing's an area that so many business owners struggle with. It's 
it's a conversation that I have week in, week out. You know, people get into business doing something they absolutely love, but in terms of the actual sales and marketing, that's a massive struggle for them. And it's something that they don't necessarily enjoy doing. What level of knowledge did you both come into when you started your business in terms of marketing? And what's <laughs> been your approach to build such a strong brand? Oh, did you wow. hear my laugh? <laughs> I know, I did. Right. I loved it. It's like, so this is going to be a great nothing. story. <laughs> right. So we absolutely knew nothing. Great. Uh, and, you know, and when we ha- we realised that though. So we, uh, we're not scared to admit when we don't know something. So that's something really important, I think, as well for everyone listening. Don't be scared to say, oh, I actually have no idea. So I need to pay someone to help me figure this stuff mm, out. Yeah. Um, so we did, we, we, we hired our business coach and he talked us through it. But as far as building a community? Originally, we just wanted to share the Additive Free message. I had such Well, we just shared recipes to start r- recipes, with. Recipes, yeah. And, but we just, it all came from a place of love, I think. It really, it just stemmed from that. It just stemmed from free content, free recipes. Like here's a, just, it was just all free recipes. And we still offer Oh, gazillion tons of free content. And I think that is the key to marketing. And that was something we heard at ProBlogger as well. Yeah, you've Mm. just got to constantly give free content. That is how you're going to get your followers. That is how you're going to build the trust of your tribe. Um, You need to cement that place of community. And that was not something we learned until we actually lost our website. I mean, Certainly we had community, don't get me wrong. We had, we, we'd done a good job in, in building a community, but it wasn't until we had thousands of emails come in of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. Oh my gosh, here's a recipe. Even people um, offering to cook everything and photograph it. Like just incredible people. People in tears with us, just, just and, devastated you know, for us. You know, even all our um, competitors as well, and, and we've never really looked at them like that either and, and having that mindset of not looking at other food bloggers as a competitor. Like mm. it's our mission to work with more food bloggers, but they all shared when we launched our new website. Look, look, guys, they're back, they're back, they're back. There was so hundreds good. of other businesses share like competitors food bloggers sharing that we were back and I don't think any of that would have happened if we hadn't have given the free content that we had you know Mm. people missed our recipes people missed our Facebook lives or we're still doing them but missed our videos on our website and just missed just missed our content Mm. yeah I guess from a marketing point of view something we did really early on was like Joe said, exactly that. We gave a lot of free content, but something that uh, we did was we started doing cook-alongs. So we were getting lots and lots of requests for people. Can you come to our town? Can you come to here? Can you come to here? And we did a few events in Tassie uh, and, you know, we, people were coming along and watching us cook live and then we would eat it all at the end. And, and we did a couple in the Gold Coast where Joe was and just some things like that to get you know, face-to-face with people and they were loads and loads of fun. And then we're like, how can we do this on a bigger scale? Because we we don't have the money. The business wasn't earning hardly anything. We don't have the money to travel around the country. We don't have the time to travel around and, you know, doesn't fit in with our home life either. Something, and I don't even know whose idea it was, but something we came up with was live cook-alongs. So over Zoom or I think it was Zoom or whatever host it was back then, We literally would send them a shopping list. You logged in, you registered, and you got your shopping list and what we were going to be cooking. And then we cooked and you cooked in your kitchen. So we were standing in ours, Mm -hmm. you were standing in yours. And together that created, they could see us, they could hear us. They got our personalities. They understood. They know which one's Tracy and which one's Joe. They know, I don't measure anything. You just whack it in, you throw it in, you do this, (laughs) you do that. She'll be right. They know Joe's personality is different. You know, they got to know us on a really personal level. And from a marketing point of view, it was pure genius. I have to say it. I to. love it. My mind's going into overdrive now. How can I do that in my business? Yeah, yeah well, we, still, we still do we them. We still do them. Mm. Uh, we I'm the, going to join you for one. It's a great idea. It's loads of fun. We were the only Facebook 
uh, Thermomix bloggers that we knew out there doing them. Um, we still are as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there's so many things that no matter what business you're in, you could be doing that. Get on, get talking, get interactive. Mm-hmm. And for us it was via webinars. Uh, the other thing is when Facebook videos started to make it stand, you know, we started prior to Facebook videos. It sounds like the dark ages now. <laughs> uh, so we were recording a video and then you have to upload the video to Facebook. Well, now you just do a Facebook Live. Yeah. So we do as many and that's that's really scary. The first video is hilarious. Mm, likewise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hilarious of me making vanilla bean paste or something. It's, no, that it's one is awful, funny. <laughs> awful. Anyway, we just got it. And you know what? Here's something else. Don't ever watch them back. Don't mm. ever watch them back. <laughs> just move on to the next one, people, because you'll, you'll never do another one if you watch like childbirth nearly. Yeah, I know, because I did watch my first one back and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you learn from it for sure. But, yeah, you don't need to revisit those moments too often. No, move on. But, uh, you know, but it is. It was building that trust and building that relationship and and that is our marketing strategy really and that's still what we do. And the other thing we did really, really early on, and I keep going, Pro Brothers getting a good good pump up here, aren't they? (laughs) But something we heard, and we're not affiliates or anything like that, it just was an event that changed our business, it really did. But um, something else we did from that event way early on in our business was we created our our avatar, our dream customer. Mm. Yes. And, yeah, I don't know if you've spoken ever about this, but you need to know who you're talking to. You need your avatar, your dream customer, and it needs to be specific. So do you want to hear ours? Yes, please. Okay, so her name is Alice. I love that you've got a name because you should always have a name. Yeah. She's 38 years old. Yeah. She's married with children. Mm Mm-hmm. She's very busy. She works full time. Alice loves cooking. Doesn't matter if it's with the Thermomix or not. She loves her cooking. She loves essential oils. She loves getting in and doing jobs and all those things like in the kitchen and stuff. And, yeah, she's passionate about living a really healthy life. I seriously could not thank you more for actually saying that because honestly, I think practically every podcast I've gone on to rant about niching and finding your avatar, but I love it when we hear from successful business owners that just freely start talking about it and how critical it is to their business because Mm. you literally cannot create content that is so valuable and an amazing following that you have done without being crystal clear in your avatar. Yeah, um, so listeners, because, you know, I've ranted on about this a lot, a lot, <laughs> but sometimes it's like listening to your husband or your wife, right? You need to hear it from someone else and you've just done that for us. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And we know her so well. Like she's, I'm sitting in my lounge room. My, she's written up on our wall in my office, which is in their backyard. Yeah. So I don't, we know Alice, we know her name, we know everything about Alice and um, essentially Alice is us. Let's get, let's yep. get real. But Alice doesn't necessarily have to be you. You know, your avatar can be whoever you need it to be and it is really essential. You need to get to know that. Absolutely. You can't be completely agree. You can't be talking to anyone if you don't know who you're talking to and you can't service everyone either. Like we're not going to go out there and try and target 18-year-olds or Mm. even 60-year-olds, but that doesn't mean we don't have followers that are 18 and 60 because we have a lot of them. But We do specifically talk to Alice because that is who we want as our dream customer. And if you don't have a dream customer, then your job's just going to be awful. Mm. Yeah, you, and you, it becomes very difficult to market because when you go to put a post on Facebook or Instagram or to write an email, you're you're w- trying to write to a broad range of people and you can't get the tone right, the content mm-hmm. right. It makes everything a lot more difficult and you just miss the mark. Yeah, and yeah, I say that from having not got that right in the early days, 11 years ago, that was one of the biggest mistakes I made in business that cost me a lot of money. So I, you know, I rant on about it a lot, but I also love it when we get people like you on the podcast who just say, you know, you've got to do this and this is why. And it, it makes life <laughs> a lot easier. I also completely the, uh, agree with sorry. you. Like, sorry, that content is king. And I think, um, you know, the business coach that I work with, I remember him saying a few years ago that you can really put your best stuff out there because there's a big difference between giving all your great content and then people actually executing it in whatever type of business you're in. And I think a lot of people in business are very protective of their content, particularly if they're in an IP-based business, because they think, well, if I'm giving my great stuff out, then what else have I got to give? Mm. But the difference is that you can give that great stuff out, but the people 
watching, listening, absorbing it, aren't necessarily going to action it in the way that they could with you. So Mm -hmm. for example, doing one of your courses, you know, they're going to get a lot more out of your recipes when they've learned what they're going to learn from you in person or in a course versus the free content on your website. So there are Mm. different stages and people shouldn't be scared to put their best content out there. And you are, you know, absolute evidence of how that's worked brilliantly for your business. Mm, it certainly yeah. has absolutely the other thing I was going to say from a marketing point of view is don't try and do it all something that we started mm. off doing was we were on Facebook and we'd grown a quite a big you know following there and then we were sort of dabbling a bit in Instagram and then Snapchat kind of popped its head up and then we were trying <laughs> to Snapchat and then we were like oh, we really should be Pinterest because these are all recipes and everyone's Pinteresting like it's all on Pinterest so let's get Oh my Lord, it was (laughs) insane at one stage and we just couldn't keep up. And again, you know, everything failed, well, it didn't fail, but we couldn't focus on the areas that were true to us, which was Facebook and and in the next breath, Instagram, Mm -hmm. but we stuck with Facebook and we really just put our energies into that. And that's, you know, where we've grown and that's where our tribe hang out. That's where our following are. Yeah. They, you know, we had a few funny moments on, on Snapchat, but that, that wasn't where our try, you know, that wasn't our target audience. That was not Alice. Alice was not on mm. Snapchat. Alice was on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. Because I'm effectively Alice. I'm just a tiny bit older and I've never even downloaded Snapchat onto my phone. I've got yeah, no idea. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Loads of fun. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. we had some hilarious moments on Snapchat with all the filters and stupid things you can do. But yeah. it, it wasn't Alice. She was not on Snapchat and neither was she on Pinterest. And for us, she wasn't on Pinterest. And I, I think she probably is, but we just couldn't focus on that as as well. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're trying to do like 5,000 social media things, mm. just drop it right back. Mm. Two at the most, like would be my suggestion until you've mastered those two or you can hire someone to take over, um, you know, because, yeah, it's it's too hard. You know, we've got Facebook groups, we've got our Facebook page, we've got Instagram. Then you've now, you know, as we grow, you get way more messages and you've yeah. got to be able to sustain it. So, you know, we now, like Joe's husband, Shane, he works for us, he does a lot of the social media stuff and, you know, we need to be able to still reply to people. You can't mm. just ignore them. So just because our audience has grown doesn't mean we're like, oh, we've been, we can't reply because we don't have time. Yeah. So, you know, like you've got to be able to sustain it. And we, if we were doing a zillion social platforms, you, you can't sustain that forever. It's that shiny, sparkly syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. Something yeah. You comes on board and you grab at it. And I think we've all been guilty of it at some point, but you're absolutely right. I talked about to my clients about a client money map and just having a couple of simple channels that they use really, really powerfully in, in their business, which is exactly what you've done. You've got Facebook and you've got Instagram, mm. but Facebook is really, you know, the... Um, the cash cow for you, I guess, the where your people are hanging out and you've mastered it brilliantly and that's why your numbers are so high. So great advice. Thank you. Now, I'm very conscious of time and I couldn't have you on this podcast without talking about nutrition, right, and additive-free lifestyle. So <laughs> I get the feeling, and I could be completely wrong, but I get the feeling that we are starting to become more and more aware of the nasties that can be in our food nowadays. But, you know, I feel like, and certainly that's, this is my life, we're living a faster paced life than ever before, which means that people would, I gather, tend to reach for more convenience more and more. So what are the three biggest mistakes that you see busy families make when, you know, families like Alice's, uh, when it comes to living an additive-free lifestyle that you think that they could easily overcome? Oh, good question. I think fear is probably one of them. There's so much fear around, well, I don't have time to cook everything from scratch or I don't have time to learn this information or I don't, it's going to cost me more money or, you know, am I going to be seen as the hippie wee wee one at the park and with my (laughs) kids and, you know, it's just fear again. And uh, it's really our job to break down that fear and tell people it's actually you don't have to spend too much time in the kitchen and it's not going to cost you any more money and no nobody will even know that you aren't living a packaged lifestyle um so I guess fear is number one and and letting people every everyone know that it's actually okay yeah um what else would you say Trace um 
It's funny because I'm laughing at that because <laughs> seriously, I'm just going to change my name to Alice now. Because as you said <laughs> that, I've written it down. It's like, yes, it's time. It's have I got the time to learn? Have I got the time to do it? Am I going to need more money? They're, they're all things yeah. that I've yeah. definitely gone through. I was I was it, saying to Joe and Tracy before we started that I recently did a bit of learning and upskilling in terms of gut health. And before I went on that course, um, you know, I was going through exactly those fears thinking I've got more than enough going on right now I don't need to add any more complexity to my life mm. yeah so you are on for the us there. for me though and uh, and the problems that I used to have far outweigh the challenges that I do have when I live a more low-tox life so mm. you know I think you need to weigh up your pain like is it hard now or if you just made a few things and made your life a little bit easier would it be hard then you know, yeah. like what's worth it type of thing. And uh, priority, isn't it? Like, yeah. And, you know, that might sound like we're sitting up here on our high horse and, and having a dig, but we're absolutely not because that's not in our personality. No. And, you know, it's, it's being brave enough to say, do you know what, I can make some changes and improvements. And like Joe, exactly like Joe just said, those changes and improvements could change your life like a gazillion times better. Yeah. So, if you know, if you are, you know, you do have families that are constantly sick or are constantly at the doctors or are constantly whinging or, you know, challenging behavioural issues and, you know, a lot of these things can do, do come down to additives and preservatives and the foods that we're eating and by making, you know, starting out really slow is definitely mm-hmm. what we advocate for. You know, you don't have to jump off the cliff and go to your pantry and swipe it all into the wheelie bin. You you can just replace things as you could get as the packet runs out or the sauce runs out or whatever it happens to be runs out. You're just looking for the different options, but it, you have to learn those what they are. Like you have to learn yeah. what you need to look out for at the supermarket. And it's not just a matter of, you know, we get asked over and over again, can't you just produce a shopping guide? And mm-hmm. we can't because ingredients change all the time and this has happened recently we used to say oh we, we were buying these chicken uh breast thingies that were you know a, a particular brand I won't say mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the ingredients changed and we got caught out ourselves because we weren't looking at the ingredients listings ourselves right and our audience goes they've got preservative something in them and we're like <laughs> oh no and here we Damn are it. saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so it is knowing and understanding what those ingredients are and And then it's knowing what works for you as your family. So, you know, what works for my family is different to Joe's. And, you know, we live a very sort of 80-20 rule. Sometimes that's 70-30, but a very 80-20 rule. And I'm okay with that in my household. You know, my kids are nearly 18 and and 15. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they drive, they have their own money, they both work, you know. So what I can control out of my house is vastly different to what I can control in my house. Yeah. You know, I look at their bank statements and I see McDonald's and, you know, all these things popping up mm-hmm. when they're out of the house and I can whinge and still can growl about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, they have to make their own decisions. They're nearly adults. But, yeah. you know, it is taking that that leap of faith. It's trusting the process. It's understanding what you're eating. And I think we all should understand what we eat. And And that sounds really judgmental in a way, but I didn't. I had zero idea. And I have always cooked and, you know, done stuff and made bickies and all those things. But, you know, I would dip the bickies in hundreds and thousands and I didn't even know what hundreds and thousands were made from, you know, the petroleum-based, like petrol. You know, the the colour comes from a petroleum-derived product. I'm like, okay, that sounds yummy, so let's not eat those. (laughs) Um, You know, custard powder I would use in some biscuits and stuff. But no, I like just not even understanding that there's yellow food colouring in the custard powder. Again, petroleum-derived, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's getting to know the ingredients and trusting Mm. that process and realising how much better you can feel after eating additive-free to what you do beforehand. and. Mm. Once you really, once you've been on it, and it and it really isn't hard. Oh my god! If mm. I can do it, seriously, seriously, if I can live additive free, anyone on the planet can live additive free. And and like I said, you know, we're we're eighty twenty. We're not a hundred percent. And I think you have to have that attitude too, because life gets crazy. Things go wrong. They grow up to be teenagers. The kids they buy McDonald's when you know whatever when you're not around. So you've got to have that. You, uh, to go whole hog and go 100% is unrealistic, I think, in today's society. 
And I'm thinking as you talk about that, it's like aiming for perfection. You know, my yeah, listeners will know I'm a, reco- I'm a recovering perfectionist. It's way too hard. But if you give give yourself some slack, and mm. like you said, start slow. Uh, there's a phrase that I, I tout around all ta- the town all the time, ordinary things consistently done produce extraordinary results. It's not yeah. to say that what you're doing is ordinary at all. But the point being is that it doesn't have to be rocket science or difficult. Mm-hmm. It's just the consistency. Small bits, bite-sized pieces, start slow and be consistent can make massive improvements. And as I mm. say that, I'm thinking about the advice I give to my clients. It's the same as building a business. If you're just starting out, this can feel very overwhelming. But when mm-hmm. you just break it down into the bite-sized pieces, suddenly you can get amazing results if you've got some consistency and the mm. drive to do it. Uh, the other thing I would really suggest is to join a community and... Mm of like-minded people so if you're out there listening and you're thinking oh this kind of sounds something that might ring my bell then you know join a community and that and that might be us but it might not you know you might find someone else that that you know communicates with you better or you know you might not be Alice (laughs) (laughs) you know we still welcome non-Alice's we do no we do we definitely do we'd love some Steve's and Paul's you know we've had never had a single man over 2,000 women register for our e-program we've never had a single man well, I say you're on target with your avatar then and uh, mm. your marketing is on point. Um, <laughs> so I just keep going with that, ladies, frankly. <laughs> but, you know, but no, it is um, a joiner community because the support that you receive. So when you join our program, Additive Free Made Easy, you, you join a Facebook group that only members of Additive Free Made Easy can be in. Okay. So you have to be a paid member to join yeah. into that group. We have a free group as well, but they talk about a lot of different stuff. This group specifically is for people that have done the program. So again, they're the people that have the same struggle going mm. on. They're the yeah. people that have the same husband or the same mother or mother-in-law who keeps <laughs> giving their children stuff, even though they've said, please don't feed them bright red lollipops. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the same so that we're all going through the same thing and you can, the support in that Facebook group of everyone, you know, there's now over a few thousand people in there because each round more people get added. Yeah. So that group is growing each round and, you know, there's people in there that have been, that did our very first round that, that got, you know, all that stuff happened mm. and they're still in that group two years on. So, you know, the knowledge and the extra learning and the experience that they have they pass that on to the next generation of people coming through that are just starting out their journey. So they're not just hearing it from us, they're hearing it from a full community. And I don't think that can be underestimated. Not at all. I, I, my coach says to me, um, people come for the content, they stay for the tribe. Mm, and yeah. when you work that really well, I mean, that's what you've got. You've got people that love you. Don't get me wrong. The attraction was you in the first place and your content, but now they're in an amazing tribe who are going mm-hmm. along the same journey as them. And that's invaluable. Yeah. So well yeah. done. Okay. So just to wrap up, I always like to ask because I do love my quotes and mantras. <laughs> is there a quote or a mantra that's really inspired you over the years in your business that you can share with us and what impact that might've had for you? Oh, there is one for me. Oh, it's about 10. Um, <laughs> so we have our own, which we'll share in a minute, but from mm-hmm. a business perspective, um, there's this, there's this quote and it's, I am a glow stick because you have to break before you can shine. Oh, that's very relevant to you too, particularly, isn't it, with your website? And I I love it it. because it doesn't matter what type of business you're in, there will be times where you will fail and that's your opportunity to break so you can shine. And, yeah, I I love that. Mm. I'm totally stealing that because I have a, a paid membership program called Shine and it's perfect for that. So thank you. <laughs> there's an image. Google Google yeah, image. There's, there's, there's an oh, image that you'll right. find. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, and our motto. Well, uh, well you, oh, hold on. I'll go. Go, Trey. So from a military point of view, I'm pretty much go um, hard or go home. Are you saying that yep. P thing? Um, yeah, well, yeah. So it's not triple P anyway. It's five P's. Oh, five. <laughs> Prime planning performance. Um, prevents can I am I allowed to swear yeah yeah, the whole thing again yeah prior oh so poor plan yeah so prior planning prevents piss poor performance (laughs) was something that was always (laughs) said to us in the navy prior planning prevents piss poor performance uh and uh, yeah but go hard or go home and yeah and then we've got our little business motto that is um don't stress it hashtag don't stress it 
Don't stress it. I love all of those. I'm an ex-army reserve lady. So your go hard, go home and the piss poor planning really resonates. <laughs> and don't stress, I love because I'm a bit of a stress head. So I need to take that one on board. So yeah. thank you. We, they say, are awesome. we but, say that with our identity free community yeah. because it's sometimes you just got to not stress it. Like sometimes you go to that birthday party and the whole table's just full <laughs> of crap. And you think you just have to take a step back and go, hashtag don't stress it. So yeah, good, yeah. you know, yeah. or you've got a 10 hour delay at the airport and you're like, okay, my choices are very limited, but you know what? <laughs> Hashtag don't stress it. Like, I've got to eat. It's just like, not a, it's yeah. just, we never ever expect anybody to be perfect and you should never put that pressure on yourself either. And something funny, just a little funny story. So mm. we have another blogger in the industry and, and a lot of our members have gone on to then complete her program. And she goes, she said to us the other day, she said, I always know when they've come from Additive Free Made Easy because they hashtag don't stress it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> then there again, great brand building. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so ladies, um, I want to let everybody know where they can find you. So first of all, I've heard that you've got a great ebook. Can you tell me about the free recipe book that listeners can get and whereabouts it is on your website? please we have we've got a little recipe book that you can download we are going to create an another um another freebie that will be released soon but that all our freebies will be on our homepage additivefreelifestyle.com so if you go there you can get a discount from our product store as well so we have over 400 additive free products ranging from makeup to body care to food to kids products to Toothbrushes. Kabushka jars, <laughs> toothbrushes, yep, the whole lot. So um, there is a 10% coupon code on the homepage of our website if you subscribe to our mailing list as well. So that's additivefreelifestyle.com. Awesome. Thank you. Now I'm going to be putting all of your links to all the places that people can find you um, in the show notes. So listeners, all you need to do is go over to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 22 and everything will be there. But if you want to go and get some awesome inspiration from Joe and Tracy right now, all you need to do is go over to additivefreelifestyle.com. Facebook is Additive Free Lifestyle and the same for Instagram. So super easy to find. Go and um, absorb the greatness and the amazing valuable content these ladies have created it's uh, god knows give yourself enough hours because I've certainly lost lots of time there not <laughs> lost it but found myself you know completely absorbed for hours so thank no, you that's all right and I'll just just butt in sorry mm. I keep butting in but um, the, I'm really bad at it can you tell it's one of my faults you're not uh, at all I'm just having to rein my myself fault. in it's just too exciting talking to you that's well, why I was just, <laughs> just going to plug our, our podcast show which is also yes. additive free lifestyle and but that's called the whole circle but if you put additive free lifestyle into iTunes it'll come up and how good is that? Because I didn't realise you had a podcast until I, until I started cyber-stalking you yesterday. And um, I love the idea that I can walk my dog and upskill in all the things that I need to outside of business. So uh, go check out the podcast. I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. So before I love you and leave you, anything else that you wanted to leave us with, Joe and Tracy, before I wrap up? Oh man, we could talk all day. Can you I know, tell? I know. Um, I'd love look, to. <laughs> just, uh, I guess, just follow your passion, follow your dreams. Don't be scared. Don't give up. No, don't give up, and you will break. So then you can shine, and just come at it from a place of love and. Yeah. You know, and if you're having one of those hard days, just put Swifty on and you know what? Shake it off. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You've been such a pleasure to talk to. A lot of fun. Uh, So much inspiration. I've written loads of notes and we'll be using this all over social media town. Um, So thank you, Joe and Tracy, very, very much for joining us and giving us oodles of your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode, which why wouldn't you have, I'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes sorry, and let us know what you think. And if you'd like to hang out with me some more, I'd love to see you over on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Businesswomen and you can find lots of biz building goodness over on the Busy Businesswomen website, which is busybusinesswomen.biz. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I will be back again very soon with some more inspiration to help you build a business that booms. But until then, you've been listening to Joe and Tracy from Additive Free lifestyle and me i'm faye hollands from busy businesswomen have a cracking day bye-bye